0: Don't, don't open that box.
1: What have you done? You shouldn't have opened it. You shouldn't
0: have opened it. Open it. Open it. Hello. You're listening to Spin Posh presents the Mystery Box. I am one of your hosts, Ryan Swinsky. And I'm the mysterious Bartek.
1: Ooh. Also a host. Oh, okay, cool. It's not a mystery anymore. No. You're, you're the secondary host. No, I'm secondary host. Very smart, <laughs> very smart. Did you know that the national language of Pakistan is Urdu?
0: You're listening to The Mystery Box, our show in which, it's our monthly show in which we talk about a movie that has been picked at random. Technically a DVD. Yeah, a DVD found found secondhand, chosen at random. It's just Bartek and myself for this episode, so one of us had to choose a movie. Uh, Place your bets on who it was. Ding, ding, ding. It was our friend Will. No. um. (laughs) (laughs) It was me. It was Bartek. So, yep, this is us. We spin Polish, likingly, because we're always spinning, and we both happen to be Polish. Is there a secondary language in Poland? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's just Polish. It, what's the s- second, like, what's the second most spoken language? Is it English?
1: I'd imagine it's English.
0: Not any other European language, like f- French, or, you know, even German, considering the history?
1: uh you, maybe i mean english is such a big international language i think it might have the edge but i I suppose german and maybe russian but they don't really like russia that much yeah oh uh, yeah russia. fun fact
0: fun fact don't like them much don't get on with them. or women so uh as i keep mentioning yeah, about you do, Poland. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you <Poland. laughs> so Bartek, what movie did you select at random and why did you select this at random Uh, so the film
1: I, I was going to say we, the film I selected was called Distant Cousins. Hmm. And, uh. As soon as I picked it, I said Distant Cousins and thought to myself, I don't remember this one. And then you out loud said, I don't remember that one. (laughs) Yeah, neither of us remembered this one being in there. So it was a pleasant change
0: of pace. Do, Do we know where it came from in that case? Yeah, I think my wife found it in an op shop with a bunch of other ones that are in there too, quite a while back, like really far back. It feels like it was five, six months ago at this point, and no recollection as to it being in the box until you picked it and then we were both like, what the hell is this? And then my wife was like, I think I got that one. And I'm like, sure, we'll say you. Must be, yeah. So it was a pleasant change of pace, because last several we both had a history of knowing them at some point, at least you or I or both of us at the same time. Mm. Like, oh yeah, yeah,
1: it's it's uh, that one. For a long time we've been conscious of everything that we've like, obviously, Mr. Scarface is 1 in 10, so that mm. was a bit weird, but we knew the DVD box.
0: Yeah, so this is uh, Distant Cousins, and we both had a good giggle at the cover and the title, because yeah. it's such a weird title, and the cover, which I'll get into in a second, evokes a certain type of movie you're going to get, and the title, Distant Cousins, is very funny for that. Mm.
1: It's very odd. would yeah. you agree? Yeah, we both had different thoughts about it. Like, one of my first thoughts was like, oh, this is clearly a darker film. Maybe it's a horror thriller. And I thought like, oh, is it going to be like incest between cousins? But Oh, you thought it was going to be an erotic thriller. I'm not sure if I did or not, but I did. I did say that after I picked it, not too long after. So, the, the, I mean, there were just many ideas of what it could be. There, there are you know, me- like four people on the cover. So, mm,
0: spoiler alert: it wasn't at all an erotic thriller, but it did have medium-level violence and coarse language, rated M, which is 15
1: plus. There was there for was mature scenes, audiences. There was a scene where a wife said, "I'm not in the mood," and then they turned off the light and they had sex anyway.
0: I'm kind of tired tonight.
1: Yeah, me too, (laughs) A few moments later.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So you picked this and I had a good giggle because it was like DISTANT COUSINS and it's in all caps. And so you have to say it like DISTANT COUSINS, which is not at all intimidating. So the cover of this one that Bartek picked for us today is very... Um, interesting to say the least mm. um, it's, it's, it's a black cover and the back is black
1: it's very black yeah
0: and the title Distant Cousins is written in that kind of bold red writing with a bit of a grain on it something that you would see on like psycho or hitchcock type of movies mm. and stuff so it evokes this kind of a thrilling aspect just the font alone would you agree yes yes so you get this feeling like oh this is gonna be a dark movie distant cousins you know like ooh, and the font is red but then to just go on the writing aspect yeah Black font on dark image on background. Not great to read, but you can read it. And it says, the moment they arrived, comma, the nightmare began, dot, 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 distant cousins. And then underneath that, in white writing on black. See, that makes more sense, right? Yes. Don't let them in your house. (laughs) So to read it fully, the moment they arrived, the nightmare began, Distant cousins! Don't let them in your house! Because there's no dot 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 or, or any kind it's of... Like a,
1: it's like a trailer voice.
0: yeah. And then the picture is on the cover, well, in front of some other images, in, in right in front of us there is... There are a couple of layers. Uh, yeah. uh, there's a few layers like an onion, as Shrek bravely stated.
1: That was brave. It was brave, wasn't it? Yeah.
0: It was very brave. Is our main two characters, a husband and wife... And the wife is crying on the husband's shoulder... And the husband is looking off... Worried... And he's holding her like very 1950s-esque... Very odd because I really don't remember a moment in the movie where she cried in his arms... Mm. Really? She was too... No nonsense for that but we'll get into that... And he's just kind of like off in the distance... And then behind is a window... a window frame... And behind that window frame are other two main characters... We see a lady with a uh, unbuttoned shirt that's going very low down, kind of in a profile, leaning with a giant knife, and she kind of looks like Nicole Kidman. And then behind, and then on the other side, is a huge, superimposed, like, massive, covers the whole entire other side in the corner, a guy's eye, and, like, nose. But, like, it's just, like, zoomed in, and we both can't tell if that's actually the face of the actual actor guy that's in the movie cuz it's so zoomed in yeah that it's like unrecognizable it's like a, giant eye. a giant eye and it's like this evokes a lot of images
1: and some lightning just to give you that spooky yeah. and right above it you know there's you know in white some actors and actresses in the film with some Quote-unquote recognisable names. Yeah, we weren't too sure to begin with if this is one of these movies where the
0: credits on the box are, like, reversed. Yeah, like
1: last name, first name. Yeah,
0: so should I be reading it from bottom to top? Because you have someone whose name is Mel Harris, but you could read it as Harris Mel, which is fair enough. But then the kicker is the next one is David Keith. Not to get them confused with Keith David, the famous actor. And then the next one is William Cat, not to get them confused with Cat Williams, the <laughs> other famous person. And then the other one is Marg, Marg Helenberger, which could be read, or Hellingsburger, which could be read as Helenberger Marg,
1: not Ryan, Marge. Ryan can read that name in every way. Marg. <laughs> Marg.
0: <laughs> Marg. And then here's the best thing we don't even need to summarize the plot because the plot's summarized on the back.
1: Yep. The, the back of, yeah. gives
0: it away and I haven't told this to Bartek, but halfway through the movie, I gazed at the back just gazed at it and i saw the spoilers so i knew what was gonna happen oh. and i didn't mean to do that like you know like we've read descriptions for movies on other ones and they never it's, give yeah, away on, the yeah. plot, like the actual twist mm. so the plot of this movie is on the back yeah. and it gives away the twist the twist that is the whole entire point of the movie and it's just like, whoever marketed this DVD, they need to apologize to certain people. Yeah. Because it literally, I read it to Bartik after, and he was like, wow, that really does just give it all away, yeah. doesn't
1: it? Ryan's wife and I, we didn't read the thing beforehand.
0: And, and I didn't mean it. Usually I'm d- dil- diligent like that, but I just yeah. kind of like, I grabbed it just to gaze at the back, because the back is so vacant. It's just got some basic images in a line, and they're all really dark, and you can't see what's the image is, because the back is black, and it's all yeah. in white text and it's just like okay uh, the movie is ruined now but not really because I already kind of figured
1: these things out because it's very basic plot. yeah the plot twists weren't out of the realm of possibility based on what we were seeing but you know it would have been nice if the back you know doesn't just you know squander all that Distant cousins <laughs> relatives from hell. Anybody I want to be, and I want to be you, Richie.
0: Are you ready to delve deep into d- distant cousins?
1: No. Okay.
0: Well, that was Three, fun. Episode. Now I'm ready. <laughs> Can we talk about the title itself being really dumb? Distant cousins.
1: Yeah, we had a discussion about this while watching it.
0: So, the title is Distant Cousins, and the movie only has one distant cousin in it, Yeah. of our main character. And Bartek's statement was that they are both distant cousins, like, of one another. But my argument is that doesn't work, necessarily, because... It's not what the film leads you to believe with the title. That's not what the title is about. The title is thinking something else, because... Yeah, they are both distant cousins from one another, but he, the intruder, the the villain character that the film is, you know, delving yeah. into is a distant cousin. Yeah,
1: only one of the distant cousins is the antagonistic force, so you wouldn't want, you know, the title to be like there are more than one antagonistic distant cousins.
0: And our distant cousin has a fiance. Yeah. And Bartek was saying, well, doesn't maybe that makes her a distant cousin? I'm like, no, but she's an in-law. Yeah, that doesn't, distant, yeah. That doesn't.
1: I was just trying to justify it from the movie's point of view. I really, yeah.
0: but I think it's just because it was a cool title to use yeah. for your cheap thriller movie. Because this is a thriller movie, not a horror movie. Because distant cousins could be a cool horror movie name where it's like, ooh, the... It could be nothing but trouble, mm. with Dan Aykroyd, nothing where but it's troubles. like, you, but like where at the end of nothing but trouble, spoiler alert for that movie. They come to live with Chevy Chase. He's, you know, and they're his family now because he's married into them. And that could be like, ooh, but like, I was expecting something like that, like some fucked up weirdo relatives. But instead, it's just one dude and his fiancée. And that's it. Mm. So, Bartek, what is the basic plot?
1: So, we're introduced to our main family. It's a mother, a father, and a son. Um, and, you know, they're living in one house together, there's some, you know, family arguments going on, like the son is playing pranks on the neighbour, he's being an anarchist. He's performing crimes. Performing crimes, but he's being an anarchist. Um, and then, all of a sudden, they get a call from a cousin of the father that he hasn't seen since he was a kid who
0: sounds like foghorn leghorn on the phone <laughs> who it made f- us laugh very hard on the
1: phone yeah because we don't see him we just hear him and he's just got this like very charming southern accent charming and... yeah
0: <laughs> over the top over the top
1: it? As it, like you want to see or hear more of this guy <laughs> is what the impression we're getting because yeah you know, this is very you know you know, I, don't, I don't know American region, so I'm just going to say, like, you know, Midwestern, normal, white family, not, yeah. not from that any special. And then all of a sudden, you know, this guy, very different, there's an immediate contrast. Does that pretty voice belong to Catherine June Sullivan? Well, yes, this is Catherine. You'll never guess who this is. In a million years, your cousin, Harold Young. Cousin Harold? You all moved to California before we had a chance to meet, but I've heard plenty about Richie's beautiful wife. Oh, uh, thank you. How's richie can i talk to him uh well he's just fine but he's not here he usually works late i'm sorry you missed him he ain't gonna miss me i'm coming your way tomorrow and i wanted to hook up with richie and kiss the bride you still live on woodbriar road it's briarwood uh, briarwood okay see you tomorrow cus. bye no
0: wait what What time
1: um and he basically says like hey uh i'm gonna be visiting tomorrow because i'm going on my way to new orleans where i'm gonna be moving so just Portland. You know, Portland, that's
0: it. New Orleans. I don't know where you pull that one out. Yeah, I don't know. You just want to go there yourself. (laughs) Uh,
1: No. Um... (laughs) (laughs) Take
0: that, New Orleans. Is it New Orleans or New Orleans?
1: Uh, uh, Yeah, Orleans is France, isn't
0: it? I don't know. But you don't want to fucking go there. That's like what we got. I'll go to the French.
1: Um, Yeah, so they're going to be going to. Was it again? Oregon, Portland. Portland. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck is happening? They're going to go to specific part of the United States of America. Portland. (laughs) They're going there and uh, to their dream house. To their dream house, they want to. Which doesn't
0: really factor into anything.
1: No. Um, and that's the setup, and when they get there, you know, there's obviously a little bit of, like, friendliness, like, oh, yeah, it's been a long time, but the these, this couple is a bit odd. Well, to clarify something...
0: Only the dad of this family knows this guy. Yeah. The, the wife and the kid don't know these people yeah. at all. So they don't have any verifiable history with them. So it's not like, oh, yeah, I, I met them at the wedding 15 years ago or whatever. Like, yeah. The dad, He only the, knows him from his childhood. Yeah, the, the dad. dad's
1: even like, I haven't seen him since camp when I was six or whatever.
0: I wouldn't know him if he tripped over me or something like that. <laughs> Fell on top of me. Fell on top of me. Mm. And... Yeah, the plot is just that these two weirdos, who are very obviously weirdos, because we meet them before they get to the house, and it's implied, and then shown later that they kill an old man to steal his camper van.
1: Yeah, and as you and as the film goes on, like the the woman is clearly you know unhinged. She's mm. taking drugs uh, out of sight from the main family. Whereas the... the Prescription drugs. Prescription drugs. Whereas the... Because she's crazy. Whereas the guy, uh, Harry, I think his name was, right? Yeah. Harry is a bit more like, you know, playing up the friendliness, the charm, that kind of thing. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And they're just infiltrating this family for whatever nefarious reasons. And it's just a cat and mouse game between them succeeding at their goal of infiltration and the family finding out that they're infiltrating them and turning against them you're waiting for the shoe to drop you're waiting for the shit to hit the fan you're waiting for all the clues to have led to something the puzzle to be solved you're waiting for the mentality of those mental characters to snap
1: yeah and there's this element of um you know normally in a thing like this it's extra you know i know it's not a horror but extra like scary or thrilling to have like the villainous character's having a plan and it's going off without a hitch, but the woman's unhingedness is compromising the plan along the way, so there is a bit of, like, tension on both ends.
0: To refer to two films that we have covered on our Unappreciated Masterpieces show, mm-hmm. this is a mixture of something along the lines of, say, Boy Next Door. Mm-hmm. In which you have a guy infiltrating this family unit and wanting to become a part of the family. Yep. And surprisingly enough, um, the Joel Schumacher movie we did, uh, what was it called again? The one with Ben Mendelsohn in it?
1: Was it, not Kidnap, Uh, the one that we had passive-aggressive guys for? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Trespass.
0: This is a mixture of The Boy Next Door and Trespass, because in Trespass, they're trying to do this plan without a hitch, but he has a girlfriend who's like a super drug addict and she's fucking shit up, mm. as well as one or two other in the gang. Yep. And that's what it reminded me of as well.
1: Yeah, that's a good point, good. Because point, yeah. Ben
0: Mendelson's character is crazy too, but he's got a plan, he's trying to be professional, he's trying to be friendly... But also intimidating when he needs to Mixed with The Boy Next Door And When the Bower Breaks and a few of these other Thrillers that we've done on our show
1: We've definitely referred to um, The Boy Next Door a few times While watching this film Yeah, if you
0: haven't watched The Boy Next Door It's a fun one It's a fun movie J-Lo should have got an Oscar for it (laughs) You think you can scare me with some graffiti on the wall? Think again It's going to be your word against mine and who do you think you're gonna believe? Stay away from me! And stay away from my son! Yeah, they're infiltrating this family for what reason, Bartak?
1: Are uh, they they see it unfair that, you know, this family, which I said is a normal family. A, a rich family. A rich family. They're A r- rich, normal rich, family. rich normal family. A rich rich normal family. A very know, rich family. They're together, they're married, they're happy. Uh, That this family, you know, they seem to have everything, and they are on the poorer end, as we learn, they're from a mental uh, hospital or something. Yeah, yep. And uh, they basically, they want that in their life, and the way that they're going to get it is, in a way, just replacing the parents. To take their lives and
0: uh, be them now. And, yeah, they want to cut through working their way through this world to make themselves a happy life and they'll just take someone else's happy life. Yeah. And that's the whole movie. And you're waiting for the reveal and that's the reveal. You're waiting for the backstory and you get it and it's like, oh, okay. So the guy is the cousin. Mm -hmm. That was a big question. And he met her at the mental institution and they both got out at some point. It doesn't seem like they broke out. It doesn't make it sound like that. It just sounds like they both served their time And I guess the system, if that's the way you want to interpret this movie, failed because they're both still fucking crazy. Well, she must have gotten out because, like, legally or whatever, because she has prescription medications Mm. in her name.
1: Yeah, well, that's how I interpreted the whole film, that they're done with the institution. But with a
0: film like this in which you have people who are... On the run, and they're going from A to B, and they're killing people to take p- transport. Yeah, you want all, to stack up red you're, flags. You're thinking, oh, they've escaped from the mental institution, yeah, and they're, you know, gonna go and become these new people to hide from what they've done. But M- instead, maybe. it's like, no, no, they've legally passed through the, you know, psyche vows and all that, and they're still fucking crazy. And now they've decided ten years later of oh, 15 or whatever years later that they're going to go to his cousin's place, take his life and become him and raise their kid. As maybe their there's a,
1: kid. maybe there's a subconscious element of criticizing the way America deals with its mentally ill. Yeah. <laughs> and it's also
0: about how the American dream fails. It's very much like
1: death of a salesman. It, the American dream <laughs> fails because you wake up. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying.
0: Can we end the episode? <laughs> <laughs> Can we end America? Can we end America? That's a good question. Can we finish it already? <laughs> Is it actually possible Is to end mission America? mission accomplished? <laughs> My fellow Americans, major combat operations in Iraq have ended. In the Battle of Iraq, the United States and our allies have prevailed. Yeah, this movie takes its time. It gets to A to B. It doesn't do anything, uh, like, unique or interesting within this kind of genre, but it does it effectively. And when I say that, I mean for the fact that this is a straight-to-video project. It's shot well. We only had one instance of a boom mic entering the frame. The other times it was, like, skittering, but never fully. Like, you could see a shadow, or you could see a little,
1: but not enough to actually say it was. They got their their one customary mistake out of the way pretty early on.
0: There was no jarring editing, really. It was just some scenes would just end, but not in a way where I go, it was enough to say that the editing was bad. It was more like the script made us feel like they just wrote a short scene. There was
1: one cut that uh, jarred me just a little bit, but I can forgive it. It's like when they were watching TV early Mm. on, It cuts to, like, oh, here's one part of the room where the family is watching. Here's another part of the room where it's the guy and the girl. And it looks like they're on the end, different ends of the same couch. Mm. But it turns out they're across from each other on two different couches. Oh,
0: okay, yeah. I didn't even notice that shot in particular. But, like, we can both agree that the editing, not a problem here. It's competent. It does its job. It's shot well. We could see what was happening Mm -hmm. even in the nighttime scenes, which was uh, an accomplishment for movies like this. Yeah. The acting was pretty alright. Like it wasn't great, wasn't bad though. There's only like one guy in the movie that I was like, "Oh, this guy fucking sucks," and that was like the old man at the very beginning who appeared in one scene.
1: Yeah, and they and they set it up that he would appear again at the end, but and he, he didn't. Didn't. So it was a shame.
0: But I think that's the biggest thing of this movie is we have both seen a lot of movies. We both understand writing and the structure of things. You're expecting a lot more like they introduce the dad and the son work on this boat together and the uncle you know the cousin guy harry he's interested in working on it but then they use that so that the harry can put the dad in the boat at the end yeah to tie him up and leave him in there but it's not like the boat came into anything it's not like the harry stepped in on the dad's parenting moment by helping the son finish the boat and then the dad could be like oh he's infiltrated on my life but I brought this on myself because I'm busy at work because they also introduce the dad of this family is always at work and it's kind of disrupting the family life but so you're thinking oh that's going to play into the fact that Harry and Connie are going to have an easier time you know, worming their way in. But in fact, it doesn't really, because he seems like he's taking time off work to interact with these people. Like he goes to work, but he doesn't have it like where he's like, there aren't
1: a lot of scenes of him at work.
0: No, no. and Most of
1: the time it's him coming home, really. Yeah, it's weird, right? Being home, You're yeah. thinking this is going to play into things. There so are there's... a couple of setups in this film that, like, didn't, they're, they're, like, technically play out, but not really.
0: Yeah, and it's not, like, the breaking the movie's credibility that they don't play out. It's just kind of like, oh, okay, that yeah. really led to nothing. Like, we learned that the
1: uh, the first thing we learn in the film is that, like, oh, this kid's a bit of a prankster. He's got these robots that yeah. he controls. <laughs> And uh, halfway through the film, we see we had a shot of that robot again. Someone tripped over it and like, oh, I could die. And Ryan was saying like, oh, yes, this could be like for a Home Alone prank at the end or something. Yeah,
0: or like she trips over it and falls down the stairs or something when it's like the big final show. But that never plays into anything. Yeah. Other than... He has to be in the backyard, the little boy, to play with them, so that Connie, uh, the distant cousin's fiance, can kill someone in the house. Yeah. But that's not really following through on what you've set up here. Like it doesn't really matter that it was the same toy. He could have been outside getting a pizza, like down the road. Who knows, right? Yeah. That's the biggest problem of the movie for me. Is just like weird things where you go, well, this would have been better. Like, this could have added some extra tension, or this could have added something. Like, when we did Unappreciated Masterpieces, and we talked about those are thrillers, and those erotic thrillers, a lot of those followed through on that. Even the lower-tier ones, like uh, Unforgettable. Unforgettable's No Boy Next Door, but Unforgettable followed through on a lot of these things that it was setting up, like the ex-boyfriend and the social media aspect of that movie followed up on that. But this movie... It sets up all oh, the dads about work all the time, and and the mums working at this art gallery, and she's uh, you know she makes glass artwork, and that only plays into it because she uses a blowtorch, and that kind of helps kill one of the the bad guys. But it's not like the glass artwork ever comes into place. Not like one of the distant cousins. Blah breaks an artwork and she gets mad, or they break it and use it as a weapon, the glass, right? Yeah. Nothing comes into play with that. It's just kind of like, uh, we need to have some reason why one of the bad guys catch fire. Because it's funny. Dramatic irony. Yeah. Bad guy who likes fire catches fire, dies. Ha ha ha. And that's like, that's the only reason that this woman has a job in which she has to work with a blowtorch. The dad could have been the guy who worked with the blowtorch because him having an office job in which he did what? Doesn't matter. Something, yeah. Something with a, soda, right? They had a whole lot of conversations about orange soda.
1: Yeah, it kept getting mentioned throughout the film and I wasn't really understanding why.
0: Maybe I'll play a clip in which it explains <laughs> it. And if there isn't, I'll just play the clip in which he's like, I like to fuck and drink orange <laughs> soda. Whatever that was about. If there isn't,
1: you can just have like Keenan and Kel, Kel, yelling, orange soda. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> of course. Of course. And I'd play a different Keenan and Kel <laughs> clip <laughs> instead. But Ryan, it's his iconic favorite drink. Of course. Of course. Of course. I watched Big Fat Liar. Yeah. So. Uh, he wasn't in that. Which one? Big Fat Liar. He wasn't. He loves Keenan. Oh, is it Kel's line? Uh, so, yeah, yeah. He lo- Kel loves orange soda in Keenan and
0: I thought Keenan would because he's like. The big guy.
1: No, he works in the store where you can buy orange soda.
0: Oh, and he doesn't like it? Can we review Keenan and (laughs) Kel, in which one of us has seen Keenan and Kel and the other hasn't? Well,
1: Ryan, we've already spoiled which one has. Whoa! It's Um... on the back. You know, I may be doing my thinking with my little head instead of my big one, but I always remember the ads that have got some sex in them. You know, a pretty girl with not much clothes on. (laughs) You know, better than the funny ones, or the marching bands, that kind of stuff. Orange soda and sex, that's what... Yeah, yeah. Now you're the ad man, but, you know, just putting my two cents worth in. Orange soda and sex.
0: So, Bartek, with this feature film that we watched, it mm-hmm. played a lot of similar beats to what we have seen before in movies. But did you have any expectations of what this movie was going to be before we started? And once it started to get going, did you understand where it was going to go? And did it fulfill that?
1: I feel like the point where we started, where we'd see where this film's going, would be the phone call where we first hear the cousin. um, Because that introduced... The first five minutes, yeah. first five minutes, yes. The beginning
0: sets up. Someone would say it's the inciting incident.
1: yes. Not me, not me, I wouldn't say that. No, 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 you'd say that it was a foreshadowing of the inciting incident. Chekhov's,
0: Chekhov's hillbilly.
1: Chekhov's hillbilly. <laughs> he, he drops his accent at some points.
0: Yeah, he does. When he gets menacing.
1: Mm. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so at that point, that's where we start asking, ourse- uh, asking ourselves, because even though the film hasn't you know done anything horror-y yet, the music... That we've been hearing keeps having these, like, you know, dramatic stings and beats and, like, mm. the the mood it's setting is dark. So we're thinking to ourselves, like, okay, yeah, when they arrive, nothing bad's gonna happen as a result of that, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously something's gonna happen. That's when we had our theories of, like, you know, oh, they're not actually their cousins because they haven't seen each other for a long time, so... And he
0: has, like, outdated things, like, oh, we
1: have a family... Newsletter and it's like this is from ten years ago and you're like oh okay yeah and also because the 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 parents learn that they're coming first and the the mother who's not related to them, uh, she receives the news and I think from what I recall she kind of took that news kind of neutrally and then she had to tell her husband. And her husband was the one that kind of seemed like he wasn't into the idea. And I felt like that was really setting up a, oh, it's going to be this kind of almost like uh, to relate back to... um... Uh, keeping Up with the Steins, like, the son and the father in that film... Uh, sorry, the son, as in... Jeremy Piven. Jeremy Piven and the father, uh, the not- Gary much, Marshall. Like, Gary Marshall. Like, how they were, like... Well, the, the, Jeremy Piven specifically wasn't into, all oh, this visitor here. Yeah, yeah. So I thought, like, oh, okay, the father's not going to be into it. But as soon as the father meets him and, like, catches up and, like, pats him on the shoulder, he's really into the fact that he's reunited with his cousin for a lot of the film.
0: Yeah, I was expecting like a Clark Griswold, Cousin Eddie kind of vibe from Christmas Vacation in which it's like, oh, Eddie, like you piece of shit. I don't like you, but I have to stand you. But instead he was just like, yeah, that's me as a kid. And uh, yeah, I did break that. You did break my arm as a kid. And oh, the golf, golf balls, oh golf ball incident. Oh boy. And that's where I found it interesting. You and I both kind of were like, so this must be the cousin, right? Because he knows too many f- tiny details that yeah. only the cousin would actually know. And then Bartik said, maybe he was someone else at that camp. And I was like, ooh, yeah. that could be interesting. No, he was the cousin. No, he was definitely the cousin. He just was crazy at some point and went into a mental institution and came out crazy. Mm. As mental institutions do. Yeah, and, That's and what they're there for, mental institutions. You don't go there to seek... Any kind of professional help for your mental health? Oh, so it's, it's not in to, movie world. It's no. no, 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 in the real world, Bartek. It's there <laughs> to make you a supervillain. That's what all mental institutions, asylums, and institutions do. Is they make you supervillains. They make you ten times more crazy
1: than when you went in. That's mm-hmm.
0: that's just reality. You know who needs psychiatry?
1: America's listening to your words and like you know just ooh, sweating. Yeah, yeah, like he's he's catching on. He's catching on. He's catching on. While someone someone else, like
0: all the psychiatrists, are like rubbing their hands together <laughs> villainously, going, "Yes, yes,"
1: and like, yeah, they make you crazier. That's the logic of this kind yeah. of thing. And on the flip side, the obviously the mother and the the fiance, they're two different people. They're kind of like. They're not getting along, but, like... One is a redhead. One is a redhead. Meaning um, she's crazy. But they, they got that thing going on where it's like, oh, yep, you're a visitor, I'll be nice to you. And eventually there is a point where the wife, you know, she... F- turns and she is not into the fact that they're here at all
0: oh yeah the 10 minute mark of the movie yeah
1: Yeah, and that (laughs) comes a little bit suddenly and then throughout the rest of the film and you kept saying this as we were watching it ryan it's like we see your point we know that these people we do because we're
0: the audience we've seen them do villainous things
1: but the way that you're expressing reacting is not really putting us on your side like we should be
0: yeah, that's the problem that it had that kind of thing. So, you would say, like, this movie kind of did follow through on what you kind of were expecting it to be?
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. I mean, there was the turn where, obviously, the the, the, the distant cousin and fiancé turned and, like, turned violent. Even though for a lot of it, like, I was thinking to myself, like, oh, you know, this, this male cousin, I know that he's putting on an act, but I feel it's actually quite convincing,
0: yeah, yeah, it was very odd, because then he dropped his accent at points, and you go, oh, okay, mm. but I kind of knew it was just the actor doing that, not the character. I kind of knew, I've seen these type of movies, let alone the ones we've covered on the show. Um, if anyone cares for spoiler alert for The Visit by M. Night Shyamalan, I'm just going to give you the twist in that movie. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert... It's the twist of this movie. The grandparents in that movie aren't actually the grandparents, but they're actually people from a mental institution who killed the grandparents and are pretending to be them so that they can live the ideal life of these two old people. And that's this movie basically is similar like two people from a mental institution want to kill people and take over their lives and live a happy life, but they're too crazy to understand that they can't achieve that because they're crazy. Like, they want to live in the perfect house and have the perfect life, but they're too bonkers. She likes fire and he
1: likes... Golf? <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, well, what's... again, he, he's the much more sane one of the two. Yeah, but what is his insanity
0: other than just obviously following through on villainous acts, but, like, what's his... Maybe it's just... Insanity. Why why was he institutionalized?
1: Maybe it's sociopathy, because he seems to have no problem with... Like, I, I, he doesn't kill for no reason. Like, there's a reason each time he does it, but... Mm. You know, but, like,
0: what's his deal? We never find that moment out of, well, why did he get institutionalized? What's his problem? Like, yes, yeah, saying sociopathy is fine, but, like... We don't get why he was in instit- such... We can with her. They don't say it, but we get it with her. She likes starting fires. She's very abrupt. She has to take medication. Incredibly short temper, yeah.
1: She has, to, she has like kind of like a bipolar thing going on. She's... Again, she compromises the whole plan that's going on. But
0: him, we don't get it. With other films like The Boy Next Door, or even When the Bow Breaks... We understand what their psychosis is, even if the film doesn't directly... Yeah, we get directly, their story a little bit. Even if those films don't directly state it, we still understand. Like, we get what The Boy Next Door is all about. We get what his whole motivation is and why he does what he does. But this, I don't get what his psychosis is, other than he feels cheated because he didn't get a good life. But, like... They only want to reveal that towards the end of the movie properly. Mm. So you don't really care about it. And you are supposed, to, with these some movies, you are supposed to have some modicum of interest or care maybe, about what your
1: antagonist's goal is. Maybe the trap that we have fallen for, Ryan, is that we assume that because he was in a mental institution, he was mentally ill. Because that's what America wants us to think. Yeah, he was Because the... they fucked up that bad he with was how the... they treat them. I thought you guys say
0: he was the doctor? <laughs> <laughs> I worked at that mental institution for ten years and he has like a Harley Quinn Joker relationship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and she's the Joker, that would be amazing, and he's Harley Quinn instead. Oh, I'm sorry about this, Richie.
1: But it's time I started a family of my own. Mm. You know, ten years in that hospital is a long time to cover something. Those doctors told me I can be anybody I want to be. I want to be you, Richie.
0: I don't know. It's like this movie was enjoyable, though, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. We had a few giggles, both genuine and, you know, making fun of it. But
0: it wasn't like we really had that many giggles. It was just like this was solid. Like it told its story, as simple as it is, and as routine as it is, and as familiar as it is. It told it clearly. I understood it. Unlike a recent movie, Tender Loving Care, Mm -hmm. in which that was also a thriller with craziness, but I didn't understand a fucking thing going on in that movie, and I didn't like anyone. And to think it happened on my case? What the hell does she think she's doing? I mean, I'm the one who gave her the break. I helped her get her license, for Christ's sake. I cared about her, and this is how she repays me. Just what the hell is going on here? This, yeah, it made some stumbles. I thought the wife was too aggressive too early, too quickly. Mm-hmm. I felt like like their motivation as villains could have been fleshed out a bit early instead of leaving it so late, so that way it feels a little bit more tense and we can have an understanding of what they're about. I feel like those are missteps, but... Not major enough to derail the just cheap thrills of this thriller. The fighting and the violence wasn't really there. It wasn't excessive. We only had one on-screen kill.
1: Mm, yeah, yeah. We had
0: an off-screen kill, and that was funny. Because when we got to see the old guy's body, he was like in a petrified screaming state. Like he was killed by some supernatural monster or something, which was very funny to us. mm mm-hmm. He was very old, too. The idea of this real-life <laughs> old man having to be that pose was amazing to us. We had a good giggle about that. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, sorry, we had two on-screen kills. How dare I? There was one in which someone got injected with too much potassium. Yeah. How could I forget? I was too busy thinking about the lady who got stabbed with a knife. How could I forget? Do fer- we
1: count uh, the f- fiancé getting burnt?
0: Oh, yeah, there's three, on sc- three on-screen So of kills. the four
1: kills, three of them were on screen.
0: Okay. Yeah, this wasn't erotic either. I was expecting some erotic thrill in this because when we first meet our distant cousins, as the film wants to claim them to be, they're kissing and making out and they're crude and rude and sexual... And most we get is her in her underwear with a singlet on, and she's got some nip blasting, but nothing gratuitous like in tender, loving care. Mm. It was just, like, the nature of the beast of that scene. It wasn't, like, gross. It was just kind of like, okay. And that was it. I was expecting this to be much more sexy for some reason, and it just didn't deliver on that, and I was fine with it. I was like, great. This... Here's the thing, Bartek.
1: This film... Is classy because it wasn't sleazy. I mean, it has an Australian classification on it. No, seriously, don't you
0: don't you do you agree with that? No, We've watched yeah. a few sleazy movies recently on this show. Like uh,
1: Alien Intruder was pretty sleazy. As well as tender love we and, were care saying, and We were saying before um, before I even picked the film, I just said, you know what, Ryan, I just hope whatever we pick, you enjoy it, because it's been a while since you enjoyed something. We
0: tried to recollect what, what was the <laughs> last one I enjoyed, and we couldn't remember off the top of our heads without looking yeah, it up.
1: And then as we were just thinking, it's like, yeah, not only have you not found joy in it, everything has been kind of shit, too. Because <laughs> yeah. I've had my whole thing of, like, I've, I've been having a good time every time, even though I don't like any of them, but yeah yeah
0: um anything specific you want to delve into this movie any scenes or moments you want to you want to tackle or discuss because it's pretty boilerplate i mean if you've seen a thriller you've seen this movie hmm
1: uh i i guess it's not as big a deal because the film didn't really focus on it too much but i Kept having a little giggle at the fact that, like, at the beginning of the film, the kid got grounded because he, um... Broke into someone's he, house. He broke into someone's house to prank the police, basically. As you do. As you do. And, oh, of course, Ryan, you loved his shirt. During oh, that scene. he had a shirt that <laughs> just
0: had dynamite on it. It was a white shirt and in black text, bang!
1: Exclamation mark.
0: Yeah, I thought Bartek would wear that shirt. His mum would buy him that shirt. For people who don't know, Bartek's clothes are... All clothes that his mum buys him with no rhyme or reason <laughs> yeah. to them, like literally right now, he's wearing Harry Potter pants, and Barsic is not a Harry Potter. I, I grew it when I was growing up, I was
1: into it, <laughs> but not now. At this point, no. We've and made... <laughs> you were saying like
0: your brother got pants that you would prefer, and these pants and he, he would prefer, but you <laughs> but can't. But the wear sizes each are too different, <laughs> and it's just like. Yeah, I could see Bartek wearing this shirt with no rhyme (laughs) or reason to. Because Bartek will wear random shirts like this one's got three monkeys on it for no reason or... Or, or, like, not the one you're wearing today, but, like... I forgot what I was wearing. That's why I had to look. Or, or, like, you got another one that's, like, this one's got an Indian design on it. Or this one's got, like, this. It's, like, no rhyme or reason. bartik is a guy with no style because his style is the fact that his mum has no idea of what he, like... <laughs> his style is, so she just chooses random clothes and he just is, like, I, I don't care. I'll I, just wear I whatever. I reach my
1: hand into a pile of clothes and it's, like, oh, this is a shirt. I'll wear it.
0: I mean, I do that, too, but I chose my <laughs> shirts. I bought my own.
1: <laughs> yep. Uh, but anyway, uh, the thing I was having giggle about was the the kid's punishment just seemed to be like everything mm. and with contradictions. Like, it's you're grounded. Uh, you have to pay back the money. Which, which is $185. $185. Uh, we're cutting your allowance. Uh, you're quote unquote under house arrest. Also, if you want to pay off the, uh, the, the debt, uh, get a job. Yeah, but you can't because you're grounded and under house arrest. But also, we got you a job at the
0: art gallery. But not with me, your mum, but with my friend. Yeah. God forbid, I don't want to work there with you. You're a fucking little shit. Bloody you're... Marcy. Yeah, Marcy. She 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 turned up several times just to remind the audience
1: that... Other people don't trust the cousins either. Hello, I'm best friend of mum, therefore I am with mum's side.
0: I am Christian Chenoweth from The Boy Next Door. Like, that was her character. She's not but a But not as that. interesting. Yeah, she's not a vice-principal. <laughs> or cunt, um, as was described in that movie.
1: No, they didn't drop the C-bomb. They dropped the, the S-bomb, the... G-bomb. The G-bomb. God. And I think some other bomb. Oh, shit. God damn son of a bitch.
0: Sorry. You're all right, Connie. You said the S word, the G word, and the B word. Uh, go get
1: washed up. Aw oh, man. Up. I'm sorry. I was just
0: trying to help. There's a scene in which I had a good laugh at the fact that they attacked a chemist in his in his shop because he phoned the house, and they're like, "Fuck him! Let's go get him." Okay, I don't think you need to do that. Both of them were like, let's go
1: get him. We we had some giggles about when the mum was talking on the phone with people. And the timing, specifically. She does not
0: know how to phone act. Right, yeah. when you're on the phone in movies, at least this may contradict the real life, but you need to have that little pause in there so the other person can respond. Give a on believable the phone.
1: amount of time not talking so you can have like someone give an answer and then react to that.
0: But she's very much like, "Oh, how are you? Oh, that's good to hear." Like instant, yeah. instant. And it was about like a it was, medicine like, one thing. So running like, off
1: sentence. It's like, did you, did you uh, prescribe this guy this drug? Oh, really? No, okay.
0: Oh no, no it was even like, oh, "Hello, I've got this drug here. I was wondering if you could tell me what it does and like." Like, how you get it. And she's like, oh, really? That's interesting to hear. Goodbye. And you're like, wait, what? That's yeah. not long enough. There
1: were a couple of scenes that, in like... In real life, yeah. the guy
0: would be like, oh, what was the drug again? This one. uh, let me just check it in, uh, you know, or like, oh, that one does blah, blah. See how I'm taking time yeah, yeah. to respond? But she's like, he must have just went, mm. And she's like, yeah, Like, instantly. Like, when she was talking, he just went, mm. And then she's like, oh, really? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's not an answer, bitch. Like... Uh, yeah, that was very funny. She was very funny with that. The, everyone else just did okay acting-wise. Like, you know, uh, Connie was over the top, but she had to be. But it wasn't like the actress was doing a bad job. She just had to be over the top.
1: Hmm. She, Harry, wasn't, she wasn't like that. Uh, the witch from Troll 2. <laughs>
0: no, she wasn't that over the top. But, but like, Harry... He reminded me of Dennis Quaid and Patrick Swayze had a kid, and I found that very distracting, mm. and I did not believe that this guy would be related in any way to our main guy, but I guess that's the point. It's supposed to confuse you.
1: Mm. Well, they're cousins, so the mutual grandparent. Who knows what the parents are like? I don't know.
0: That's true. That's true. Um, I'm trying to think. This not like this is a very light movie. Like this isn't gonna be a heavy episode of like this fucking weird moment or me being like this is pornography, Bartek, and you're <laughs> like, well, it isn't. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> this is just a decent little. I can't remember. Little thrill I ride. I remember
1: there was one scene that like began and ended like w- instantly. Almost. They had a few of those. Yeah. Like
0: here's a scene. Oh, it's over now. Here's a scene. Oh, it's over now. There was scene. There was a scene in which we heard Connie moaning and writhing and it was like oh is this a sex scene and bartek joke like oh what is she crying and then it cuts to inside and she's (laughs) literally crying because she's got withdrawal (laughs) yeah And I was like, she was crying, Bartek. And he kind of like, Bartek just kind of gave a little smirk and just kind of kept him... He didn't say anything, he was was just like, yeah. And
1: I'm like, the movie movie
0: one-up you. Like, I've had that happen to me so many times on this show where I go, haha, dumbass movie, it's this. And then the movie's like, ah, it's this, actually. And then I have egg on my face. But this is one of the times where Bartek, joking around, not even being malicious like when I do it, joking around. Then had an egg on his face. I was like,
1: what are you, retarded? And I'm like, oh, you are, oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: even better. What are you, retarded? And then Harry, the psychiatrist, leans in his chair and goes, actually, you're retarded. And you're like, oh, jeez.
1: And I'm like, what the bloody hell? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, you're John Hurt from Tender Love Again. I'm very hurt, I'm John
0: Hurt. <laughs> what the bloody hell is going on here? Just what the hell is going on here? Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other scenes really to talk about. They just have scenes that are just like, you know, they're being friendly. The wife finds out that the woman's doing drugs, and then she's a little bit wary. Or the mum finds out that they've been in her bathroom. And little scenes of, like, understanding, ooh, something's off here. Or, ooh, the mum phones the other relatives, and they're like, we haven't heard from him in 10 years.
1: Yeah, I mean... Which
0: lines up with his story.
1: Yeah, the, yeah, um... Yeah, speaking of lining up a story, there was the whole thing of like, oh, she's taking drugs, but we already know she's taking drugs. So when she finds. Yeah, we have a whole thing about it. So when she finds one of the pills, it's meant to be this moment of like, huh, but it's like, no, we know about that. Yeah, we
0: understand it. Or like, yeah, we get it. Like, Mm. they get it. Like, I don't know. It's very odd. You want to talk about the climax in which the shit hits the fan? Oh uh, Yeah, we can. I just can't think of much else to say. I know, yeah. Like, it's very light. Like, it works, Usually, everyone. Usually you think a movie like this, in which it's a, a cheap thriller, in which we feel like there's nothing to say, makes it sound like there was boring and nothing in it. No, it wasn't boring, and there was stuff in it. It was just, It's just all generic uh, paint-by-numbers stuff, but not offensively paint-by-numbers. It wasn't like they didn't try at all. It's just they succeeded in mediocrity. And that is something, at least. Trust me when I say that, because on this show, that's a success. This is better than not trying at all like Alien Intruder. (laughs) Or, you know, Tender Loving Care. Jesus Christ, that sucked. This, at least, was like, meh. I won't remember it in a year's time that we covered it on
1: the show, but, like, I'll remember it in ten years' time. Ooh. Like, remember David Keith? <laughs> I will remember William Cat. Yeah. So, the climax,
0: Bartek, how does it all kind of boil
1: to the top? Uh, what do we count as the beginning? Is it, like, when they're playing with the robot in his room? Or, I think or it later? all kind of kicks off
0: when... The cousins overthrow the parents, and they start taking over the house, and the parents are, like, tied up in different locations, Uh and they're raising the son now, and then Marcy comes
1: along and fucks it all up. Yeah, so in the, I guess, the third act of the film, uh... They're... I guess what kicks it off is another thing of the fiancé fucking up. She attacks the wife because she's getting upset over the fact that, like, you know, I want your life this bad and we're not getting along. Mm. Um, and that basically kicks the whole thing into this whole, uh, oh, okay, we need to, we need to get into the final phase of this plan now. Um, so they tie up the wife, put her in, I think, the basement it was. Uh, eventually the father comes home and asks, like, hey, where is everyone? He gets knocked out. He gets knocked the fuck out.
0: Punched like, to he the gets, stomach. Uh, he, he gets punched the stomach oh, and they oh, grab uh, the head
1: and they smash
0: it on the knee several the knee. times. And then when he drops to the ground, he stomps on him one more time.
1: I'm like, geez, he's dead. And he's, then he says some tender yeah. things to him because he's nice. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Insert Simpsons audio. Stop hitting yeah. him, he's already
1: dead. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Stop! he's already dead.
1: Ties him up, puts him in the boat, and at this point, like... I guess they're trying to have fun times with the kid. Like, hey, they don't tell him this since, you know... he. They're liars. They're liars. They, they don't tell him that, like, we're going to be your new parents, but they party with him to, like, show him, like, oh, we're cooler than your parents, right? Yeah. Be- and the kid's a metalhead, by the way. I forgot to mention that. Oh,
0: yeah, the kid loves metal. You know, that kind of metal that doesn't sound like metal at all, but sounds like rock and or roll. Like, it sounds like it's rock and roll, not even rock. One of the rock songs literally has the lyrics rock and roll. It doesn't sound like metal. Yeah. I laughed at that so much <laughs> And then the mum keeps referring to them as the Metalheads I'm like, is there a band called the Metalheads? Because she's like, and now it's time for the Metalheads to go to sleep And it's like, okay, are you saying the son's a Metalhead And other Metalheads go to sleep But then she kept referring to music he was listening to As like, like what was his name again? Alex Alex Alex, turn down the Metalheads! I'm like, okay, so the band's called the Metalheads, I guess. Well, no, but Alex
1: has to be a Metalhead, because he's got the biggest metal collection in school.
0: And Connie likes metal music, too. They connect on that. She's like, metal? Are you a Metalhead? Again, is it a band, and that's the name
1: of the fans, or is this the genre of music?
0: Yeah. Nobody knows in this movie.
1: Who knows? Anyhow, they're getting along, and then the next day, uh, Harry, the cousin... uh, he has to work with the real mum to... To go to the uh, bank to get her to close her account. Close her account and get a bunch of money in cash because, you know, it's easier to lose, but you got to have cash. Um, and meanwhile, this leaves uh, Connie and the son at home alone and, the, you know, they're playing with the robots and uh, they decide, like, let's play with them outside. Sure, why not? As you do. And uh, as they're heading down she notices that the friend Marcy is coming over and that's really going to fuck everything up. But she plays it cool. Uh, but then she kills her, so not quite. I mean, she played it
0: weirdly because Marcy had like five minutes to wander around the house even though the chick had already grabbed the knife and was prepared. Well, the front door was open. You're well, really, as you do. You really want it open when you,
1: you're doing a takeover kind and of And
0: as you do as a friend, Marcy, who came over there just because the son didn't turn up to work, She's like, I'll do. I'll knock on the door, and I'll just open the door and wander around the house without any
1: permission. I don't know. I find that a bit weird. With how like clo- I don't. With how close she was with the mum, I can look past it. But... Yeah, I don't know. Like my
0: family has close p- family friends, but I don't think my like they would have the permission just to like.
1: Oh, in my life, no. Open that... up
0: the house and wander around. We're talking about this. This this is movie world. Like like. I don't know anyone in real life who, who at the age these people are, have that medicine cabinet that's behind the, the mirror and it's filled with pills. Like, like, they have so many pill bottles. I've never met anyone in my life who has had, like, that many pills, prescription pills, like, unless they've got some disease or are dying or have something... These are just normal, healthy people. Why do they have so many fucking pills? Because it's movie world. Because in movies, that's what everyone has in movies. I've never seen that in real life. Neither have I. Would my family be happy, nor yours, with like a family friend just kind of opening up and
1: wandering a house and snooping around? I can, I can see some... I can see that being a thing, but it's definitely not in my family of people I've grown up with.
0: No, No, in your family, you have, like, a million Virgin Marys all over the walls and a ton of, like, elephants. elephants. (laughs) And elephants. Not on the walls. No, actual, like, figures. No, yeah, that's it. Figures. You don't have elephant paintings or anything. You're just, like, little figures. And you and you have a ton of frogs in your room, like yes. like frog I like, related I like frogs material. When I was younger, yeah, like <laughs> stickers and toys and knickknacks, and you have like a little frog keychain. I do, yes. <laughs> He's like, oh, it's in my yes. pocket. We've mentioned it on the podcast before. Yeah. So, Bartek, um, the the climax did not involve your room with a million frogs.
1: So, it involves his room with all his metal albums. And robots that don't really factor into anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they have a confrontation, the two women, and one of them gets killed by getting stabbed. Hmm. That knife gets a bit of mileage in the third act, I guess. Does it? I mean, it was going to... It was used to threaten, and then it's used to kill, and then it never returns. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Uh... At the bank, there's a lot of confusion because
0: going on. the signature didn't match. And you're thinking, oh, is this the wife on purposely sending a signal for help? But then she's really annoyed because she needs to get back home before yeah, they that
1: was confusing
0: kill the kid and the husband because they if they don't come back at six, they're dead. So if the wife didn't do that on purpose, because yeah, we had a did lot. Did you do it by accident? We but, had a lot
1: of focus on her writing the signature.
0: Yeah, and she seemed very determined and focused. So you're thinking, oh, she's doing this on purpose. I was waiting for her to turn it over. Yeah, like part of me... handwriting of something like, you know, emphasising like help or something weird. Yeah,
1: part of me just thought like her signature was actually a message and I just couldn't read it because I yeah. was too far from the screen, but no. Or
0: when the chick at the bank asked for a social security number and she says it and the woman reacts like, ooh, I don't know if that's right. And the husband... AKA yeah. the Harry.
1: The fake husband, yeah.
0: He recites it. it back and she's like, oh, that is it. Great, wonderful. It's like, oh, okay. So the wife was genuinely trying to quicken this process, but the bank is just full of dumb asses I guess. <laughs> yeah. Like they you know, have to wait for the bank manager and you're thinking, oh, well, this is going to mean something, but it's just like a literal one sentence scene of him like, yeah, well, well it all chokes out pretty much. Like, Bye. Yeah, after a speech Like, you of, want it in cash?
1: Yeah, after a speech of, like, oh, you know, we get a lot of forgeries, surprisingly, and and I thought it was a thing of, like, yeah, and you're getting one now? And maybe? he's, like, and
0: you'd cut to his finger underneath the table, pressing, like, the, the silent alarm button, like, ding, 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 like, I was waiting for something, but instead we got nothing. Yeah, instead
1: it was just, like, oh, wasting time for tension. Not, not like, bad wasting time, but wasting it was, time it was for the It was filling characters. time yeah. for,
0: for un needed tension, so that way
1: Connie can do all of her crazy film, shit uninterrupted. This film criticizes the treatment of mental health in America and the banks. Yeah, yeah. Banks, am I right?
0: Poo-ee. Banks?
1: No thanks.
0: And then, you know, the mum comes back, finds uh, Marcy dead, and she just flips the Flips the fuck out and just starts, yeah. like, attacking. Well, even
1: before she sees Marcy dead, she was she's building up the whole, like, where's my son angle.
0: Yeah, it's supposed to be like, oh no, you're setting off Connie, because Connie's accepted him as her son now. Yeah. But the problem is, we didn't understand that part of our psychosis clearly enough. Like, I don't know, I didn't buy it. Like, that she instantly is like, now he's my son connie
1: yeah like they talk about that she wants a
0: kid and whatnot but i don't
1: know it just didn't feel i sort of felt it in the Um, she didn't feel motherly
0: over him she felt like she was the same iq level as a child so it felt like they were more friends but thinking
1: back on it like yeah there's the whole thing of like they they bonded over the metal head thing Mm -hmm. then there's a later part where connie just says like he looks like me we got the same eyes, don't you think? And then like there's a scene where he's asleeping and she opens the door, looks at him yeah. creepily, closes it. Like I was getting the impression like, okay, yeah, she she genuinely has a not a sexual, but like she has a thing for this kid. She has a
0: connection. Yeah. If only we had a live in nurse that that, that.
1: That was I did funny. well. I did make the joke afterwards that like, oh, they're from the same mental institution that Catherine was. In. Yeah, if- from Ten Eleven Care. We said yeah. if John
0: Hurt was the doctor for both of these characters, yeah, and he failed both yeah. sets of characters, it would be great.
1: But she, yeah, and a big thing about her and how she comprises things is that she she has no poker face. Whenever something goes wrong and she gets stressed... It, she explodes. She explodes and it's, like, super obvious. And that's where, yeah, a lot of the bad stuff happens. And
0: just fights happen and bullshit. Like, oh, the dad's now woken up, but he's been in there, like, a day or two, but now he's waking up. And he's, and he's- now cutting his restraints on... Something inside the boat Something that wasn't enough, yeah. that wasn't
1: there before, and, and you would oh, think that Harry would have gotten it, rid of it because he planned this out. Yeah, well, that doesn't matter, right? Because he's locked in there; he can't get out. Oh no, he just kicks. Oh, right, he kicks the and it opens. Yeah. yeah,
0: he kicks his you know the door of a boat open. Yeah, like like not just open, but like breaks through a padlock from the outside and like just breaks through this you know the the boat door. Yeah, well, you know he, how boats how fragile they are that you could just kick through them. That's why they're seafaring vessels, boats, you know, like yachts
1: and boats. Well, like, you know, doors have hinges. So, you, know, yeah. you know, like,
0: I think it's very good that the film demonstrated that any person can kick, especially someone who's been recently, like, unconscious for a couple of days. Probably starving. Starving, peed himself, pooped himself. Mm, that's funny. A uh, week can... And someone who's just an accountant or whatever, Mm. not like a martial artist, can kick through the boat of a door that's been locked on the outside with a big lock with no problems. Like, he didn't break uh, his foot. Hey, no, no, no. That's what all the pills are for. He's just constantly popping pills to get that super strength and not feel the
1: pain. Ever since his cousin broke his arm as a kid. That's it. That's (laughs) it. Yes, we nailed it. He and his wife were made for each other because when she was tied up, she also made questionable decisions.
0: We knew that Connie liked fire because when she had the blowtorch earlier, she lit it and said, this is
1: fucking great in a way that is like, Ooh, this will bite you in the ass later. And there's little scenes where she has a match and she's like interested in the fire, even if it just goes, it extinguishes. Yeah, because that's what crazy people love is fire all the time. Also, correct me if I'm wrong, but when, when the wife was tied up and taken to the basement at first... She had a match lit it and dropped it on her and mm. nothing happened? I mean,
0: no, she, you're right. It didn't happen. I don't think anything would happen necessarily. It was like, it was a burnt out match by the time she dropped it.
1: Yeah, but the way it was framed, it was like, you know, movie logic, it's like, oh, is that going to be a bad thing? It was...
0: Well, it's foreshadowing to the irony of Connie was the one that got set on fire. Yeah.
1: And we made the joke of like, oh, she should stop, drop, and roll. But when she was first set on fire, she was already on the ground. She could have just roll. She stood up at some point.
0: As you would when you're on fire. Mm. You'd go, ah, I'm on fire. That's how Bartek would say it. Yeah, I'm very
1: windy. <laughs> i on fire.
0: Mom, I'm on fire. And his mom is just like... At the store being like, now what miscellaneous shirt can I give Barsak for being on fire? And she grabs him <laughs> a shirt that's for the beach. <laughs> like, that would be amazing. Barsak's wearing a shirt right now that makes him look like a little sailor.
1: There's a fun fact. Do you agree with Get that? Get me st- some spinach.
0: <laughs> Do you agree with that
1: statement? Uh, yeah, I suppose. I need a little bit of like a, what's that, Cravat? Not cravat. What they they no, taught? Yeah. Little- sailor hat. Sailor hat. Adam, Adam Sandler, uh, sailor
0: hat. Um, Connie catches fire. It's very funny. But then Harry's
1: like, oh, fuck, it's all over now. But don't worry. He, he has his uh, Billy D Williams. Oh, no.
0: No. But then don't worry. Um, our main her- hero, Richard. How could I forget his name? Richard just comes behind him with a shovel and just, like, beats him to death. But, no, he's all right. He's alive. Mm. Because he's Harry could by... survive a fire poker directly into his temple that made him bleed profusely out of his fucking temple on his head. And then he could survive a shovel that wasn't just smacked, but slicing action into in his stomach. In slow sto- motion. Into his stomach. In slow motion. And then smashed in the back of the head with in a shovel motion. in slow motion. Harry's Terminator. He can't stop him no matter what you do. Like well, he He'll arrest- just keep <laughs> coming after you. Well, that's the thing. It could, well, be, he a se- he didn't could get be a. They could be. put in an ambulance. It could be a sequel. Yeah. In which is called distant Her cousin.
1: Well, you know, there's already a precedent of them being let out after they do their time of some sort. Yeah, yeah. They lock
0: him again, and then another ten years go, and they're like, uh, "All right, you're done." No, even better, even better. Richard and I can't remember the wife's name. That's the one that I can't remember too. <laughs> the, 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 Let's the, say Mary. Um, Richard and Lisa. <laughs> Richard and Mary. They, in 10 years' time, are, like, big heroes. They're, like, they're resting on their laurels, and they're, like, hmm. It'll be the plot of Mystery Men. It's like, mm, we need a new challenge, but all the villains have been defeated. How about we release one from the asylum to fight me again? That's the plot of Mystery Men. Okay. And that's what happens. They release Harry again, and then just shit goes crazy. That would be the plot. They're, like, ooh. Like, they're big superheroes in this universe now. Like, Like, they're Iron Man. And they're like, we need a new antagonist figure. How about an old one? Yeah, yeah. They just release Harry, and he's, like, Cape fear up. Like, he's super fit. He's going to be his own lawyer. Like, that's... that's Because the music in this was very reminiscent of Martin Scorsese's Cape Fear. Mm. Or the iconic Lake Terror. Was it called Lake... No, it was called Cape Fear, but with an E in The Simpsons. Yeah, that but, episode. But, the, but the, they the, the lived at Lake Terror.
1: Terror Lake. Lake. Terror yeah.
0: Lake. The Sideshow Bob episode, the best one of Sideshow Bob's episodes. The Thompson's. The Thompson's, wink. I think he's talking to you. Let's talk about what year this came out. Mm -hmm. I don't know,
1: Bartek does, Yep. but what were our guesses? Did you have a guess? At some point I was thinking mid to slightly late 90s, but then there was a thing I saw in the film that made me go, okay, I think this might be... Late 80s, early 90s. Ooh, and I was, was
0: it the toy console yeah, yeah, in which the, they had the, the plug-in any, guns? I
1: think they're called the NES Zapper for the Nintendo Entertainment Unrelated System. Unrelated
0: to Frank Zappa.
1: Unrelated completely. Or Moon uh, Unit Zapper? And so I was thinking... Uh, nice nice reference, by the way.
0: That That is his daughter's name? Yes. And Austin Powers' reference? I
1: was thinking of the Austin Powers one. Did um, you know that
0: was a joke in Austin Powers?
1: I didn't know that there so was a real person. Name. Frank
0: Zappa's daughter's name is Moon Unit Zappa. I did not know. That. And his son's name is Dweezil
1: Zappa. That's a dweezy name. Uh, so I was thinking along the lines of, oh, yeah, let's go 1991.
0: Oh, okay. Interesting. So I didn't have that connection with that particular console thing, hmm. the Moon Unit Zappa. Um, he also had a daughter named Muffin. Um so just, Yum, yum. Yum, yum. yum. And a son named Ahmet, which seems like the most normal one out of all of them, <laughs> doesn't it? Um, I was guessing the 90s. I was joking that if this is another post-9-11 <laughs> movie, like like uh, fourth like tenor. everything
1: we've done. <laughs>
0: like a lot of things we've done, surprisingly. Yeah. Um, I was guessing 1994. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I felt like it came out after we did.
1: It didn't. It was 1992.
0: You're fucking kidding me. No. This movie's that old. Wow.
1: Almost, yeah, just a few more years and we'll be on the, what, the 30th anniversary? Wow. We could go to the 30th anniversary
0: <laughs> cast party. I'm sure they're all still alive. No, Except we'll go th- Alex, he died.
1: <laughs> we'll go there and Keith, David and Cat Williams are there for some reason.
0: Well, that's interesting to know. I didn't realise that. Um, cool. Cool. The twist is, it was actually from 2018, double-featured with Black Panther. That's what we were, <laughs> that's what we were joking. <laughs> um,
1: Minions and uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. Would we recommend it? I mean, like we said, it works, so if you've got it on, you know, you can check it out. I I wouldn't say go out of your way, but it's it's a fine enough film.
0: Yeah, I'd recommend it in terms of if you've got nothing on in your life. Like, there's better movies. I mean, there's better anything, really. But it wasn't offensive. It wasn't gratuitous. It wasn't... It
1: was enjoyable enough.
0: It was enjoyable. It was cheesy at points, but not too much. It was, uh... The cousin
1: himself was a lot of fun, I guess. I could
0: have had more fun from him, though. I could have had more... More over the top.
1: Especially because, and we were talking about this, like, when we first hear him on the phone, he had to play it up because it was just voice acting going on, and he seemed really kind of cartoonish through that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, This is a very low-tier thriller genre movie. Like, The more enjoyable ones are The Boy Next Door, Unforgettable, When the Bow Breaks. If it's an erotic
1: thriller, it's got that angle. Even just thriller,
0: on thriller levels, or Temptation, The Confessions of a Marriage Counselor by Tyler Perry is even more interesting than this. Mm. That one has AIDS in it, so... This film was lacking black people. It was really lacking people. It was like five people in the whole movie.
1: Yeah, well uh, at one point this could we have been see a stage play. At one point we see Richard's boss and yeah, he has a mustache. He was bald. Yeah, bald was, mustache. He was He looked a bit like like a Mr. Potato. <laughs> like the coach Hines, I think is the character's name. It's like a Keegan Michael Key character.
0: I'll take your word. I think it was Coach Hines. I'll take You see the one that's like AA Ron?
1: No, that's uh, the, I think Coach Hines was from his Mad TV days. I'll
0: take your word. I'll take your word. Um, We recommend it mildly, because this is a mild-mannered, classy, non-sleazy movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bartek? Yes? This was a pleasure. I feel good. The mystery box was rewarding. I mean, a minor
1: reward, but... One nonetheless. This was, this was a, not comic relief, but a relief from the usual.
0: Usually we would have to escape the room, but I think the film was nice enough to let the door be unlocked for us this episode. It was like, you guys have suffered enough. Here, enjoy a mild-mannered thriller. In fact, we're not going to punish you anymore. The room, you can escape from it. Very easy now. Mm -hmm. And Bartok and I are smiling because we're both like, You know what? We do deserve this.
1: Ryan more than
0: Bartek. Mm -hmm. Because I've suffered more.
1: I'm a masochist.
0: Yeah, a lot of the reasons why I've suffered more is because of the ones that recently have been Bartek's
1: fault. Tender loving care. Okay. Let's not forget, I picked this one out of the box.
0: So, you're redeemed
1: now? And I think both of the films that we've picked out of the box in the past have been kind of letdowns at some point, so I'm winning.
0: Yeah, yeah, I guess. I Until do-
1: next time when you pick something, we'll have to see how it goes. Oh boy.
0: So, um, that's basically about it. You can find us on the social medias of Facebook and Twitter, Spit and Polish Presents. Uh, we post pretty regularly on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, We have our weekly show, Pictures Wow, in which we talk about movies that we have recommended. Uh, We have our old show, Unappreciated Masterpieces, in which we do commentary tracks for movies that seemingly don't deserve a commentary track. Mm -hmm. Hence the Unappreciated Masterpieces. I think our
1: synopsis for our podcast overall is still based around the fact that we're doing that weekly. Maybe we should change that at some point. I don't
0: think so. I think it's more like we just delve into the murky waters of movies and find gems, which is true.
1: But I think there was that line of, like, that people dare not, you know... Podcast. Dare not talk about. Yeah,
0: and we're still right. How many people <laughs> have been podcasting about Star Wars Revenge of the Sith?
1: Not enough. That's true. So,
0: nailed it. <laughs> or how many people are podcasting about Distant Cousins? Well, this one, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, well, when you mention the fact that we have a monthly show in which people never talk about the movies we cover, I guess it does fit the description of our bio.
1: Shit. It's, it's like not so much don't dare to cover as don't know that they. No, can. they don't. They don't dare.
0: They don't dare to cover they the rise dare of, dare Ball of Baal.
1: They only dare to cover actual Keith David. Films exactly. And Kate Williams.
0: Um, our email is spitandpolished at gmail dot com. You can contact us there with. Uh, your views on the movies that we cover, suggestions for movies to cover on our weekly show if, or if threats Distant,
1: If Distant Cousins is a childhood classic of yours, we'd like to hear from you
0: Yeah, Alex would like to, the actor of Alex would like to hear from you because it would
1: be his childhood classic because he was thought, in it I thought <laughs> you meant just Alex from the Facebook page who keeps commenting No,
0: <laughs> no. Um, yeah, that's about it, isn't it? Read uh, just find us, rate us, review us on whatever podcatcher Uh, allows it and you know just be good to one another be thrilling to one another if you're a cousin and you're
1: distant love thy cousin
0: love thy cousin